When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. My makeup was on, hair in a curly updo, and I was wearing heels because this was a special occasion. I was going on a date. I'd been matched with a man on a dating profile, and his last name was Charming. Quite literally. It didn't list his first name, but he insisted on meeting at a lovely high-class restaurant, and having never been there before, I decided to take a chance. The place was quite swanky. A live piano player sent music drifting across the diners. The hostess showed me to my table where Mr. Charming was already sitting, but he stood as I approached, and when I offered my hand to shake hello, he gave a sweeping bow and kissed the air above my hand. Looking up at me with piercing blue eyes, he smiled what I think he hoped was a winning smile and said, Hello, I'm Prince. Prince Charming. The first teller for this episode is Priscilla Howe who was featured way back on the second episode of this podcast, so I think it's time to hear from her again. Based in Kansas, Priscilla performs at schools, libraries, festivals, and special events. Her mouthy hand puppets come along to shows for young children, and she tells more grown-up stories, too. Well, to grown-ups and older kids. This story features an unlikely married couple made up of a chicken and a cockroach, and there may be good reason that this is the only story you'll ever hear of this pairing. In the story, Pool and Blot. Pool and Blot. Now, pool doesn't mean swimming pool in this story, because this is a story from Louisiana where people sometimes speak French. And the word pool means chicken. And the word blot? Blot. That's a weird kind of word. That that means cockroach. That little kind of bug. Chicken and cockroach. Pool and blot. One day, pool met blot, the hen met the cockroach, and they fell in love. They decided to get married. They had a great big wedding. Everybody came to the wedding. And you know something about Blot, about the roach? He played the drums. He played the drums like this. Can you try that with me? They had a great big fun time. The wedding lasted for three days and three nights. And then all the guests went home. And Poole and Blot went to sleep. The rooster, three doors down, crowed. Pool jumped out of bed. Come on, Blot, come on, come on, come on. It's a great day to be alive. Come on, let's go work in the fields. Come on, come on, come on. And Blot said, oh, oh, Pool, honey bunny, sweetie pie. I, 
I don't think I could work in the fields today. I, I have kind of a stomach ache. You're sick, my little love bug. You, you stay home. When I come home, I'll make you my special soup. She picked up her rake. She picked up her hoe. She went out to work in the fields. Buck, 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 buck. As soon as she was gone, blood jumped out of bed. He ran next door. He ran to the neighbors. He said, come on, call everybody. We're gonna have a party. Well, roaches came over the window, so they came in the back door, they came in the front door, they came in the radiator, and they had food. What do you think they had to eat? If you raise your hands, that's the best way to answer. They had chips. They did. They had Coke to drink. Way in the back. They had pizza. They had watermelon and ice cream. And they had their musical instruments. Some of them brought their guitars. Some of them brought their flutes. One of them brought ba -ba -ba -ba, the trombone. And you know Blatt, the roach, he played the drums. They had a great big fun time. They ate, they drank that Coke, they danced. And at the end of the day, Blatt said, oh, we have to clean up. Pool is coming home. So they took all of the Coke bottles and put them in the trash. All the watermelon rinds and the pizza bones, that is the pizza crusts, and the, uh, what else did they have? Watermelon rinds and the ice cream boxes and the hot dog wrap. All the wrappers, they put that all in the trash. They packed up their musical instruments. Some went out the back door. Some went out the front door. Some went over the radiator. They were gone. And there was Blatt in bed uh -huh, uh -huh, uh, when Poole came home. You're still sick. Here's my special soup. Eat that now. And they went to sleep. The rooster, three doors down, crowed. Poole jumped out of bed. Come on, Blatt, come on, come on, come on. It's a great day to be alive. Come on, let's go work in the fields. Oh, oh. Pool, um, lovey-dovey. I, I don't, I don't think I could work in the fields today. I, I have kind of a headache. <laughs> You're still sick? All right, you stay home. When I come home, I'll make you my special soup. She picked up her rake, she picked up her hoe, she went out to work in the fields. As soon as she was gone. Blood jumped out of bed. He ran next door. He went to the neighbors. He said, come on, call everybody. We're going to have a party. So roaches came over the windowsill. They came in the back door. They came in the front door. They came in the radiator. And they had food. What did they have this time? Cookies and popcorn. You're right. And cake and way in the back. Cotton candy. And what did they have to drink? Lemonade. Lemonade. And they brought their musical instruments. Some of them brought their guitars. Some of them brought their flutes. Some of them brought ba -ba -ba -ba, the trombone. And you know Blatt, he played the drums. They had a great big fun time. They ate. They drank that lemonade. They danced. And at the end of the day... Blatt said, oh, pool is coming home. We've got to clean up. So they took all of the popcorn 
wrappers and all of the candy wrappers and all of the cotton candy sticks that that comes on and all of the lemonade bottles and all the other trash, put it in the trash can. They packed up their musical instruments, someone out the back door, someone out the front door, someone over the radiator, some went over the windowsill. They were gone. And there was Blatt in bed. <laughs> when Poole came home. You're still sick? All right, here's my special soup. Eat that now. And they went to sleep. <laughs> the rooster three doors down crowed. Poole jumped out of bed. Come on, Roger. Come on, come on, come on, Blatt. Let's go work in the fields. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go work in the fields, Blatt. Blatt said, oh, Poole, honey pie. My, my leg hurts. My, my third leg down on this side really hurts. I don't think I could possibly work in the fields today. <laughs> You're still sick? All right, you stay home. When I come home, maybe I'll make you my special soup. She picked up her egg. She picked up her hoe. She went out to work in the fields. As soon as she was gone, you know what happened. Blood jumped out of bed. He ran next door. He went to the neighbors. He said, come on, call everybody. We're gonna have a party. So roaches came over the windowsill. They came in the back door. They came in the front door. They came in the radiator. And what did they have this time to eat? Chicken. They had chicken to eat. What else? Corn dogs. Cake. And cheese. And what did they have to drink? Water to drink. And they brought their musical instruments. Some of them brought their guitars. Some of them brought their flutes. One of them brought the trombone. And you know Blatt, he played the drums. They had a great big fun time. They ate, they drank that water, they danced. And at the end of the day, Blatt said, oh, we've got to clean up. Pool is coming home. So they took all of those water bottles and put them in the trash and all of the cake boxes and put, put them in the trash, all of the corn dog wrappers and put them in the trash, all of those that other stuff, put, them in, put it in the trash can. They packed up their musical instruments. Someone out the back door, someone out the front door, someone out the radiator. They were gone, and there was Blatt in bed <laughs> when Poole came home. You're still sick? All right, here's my special soup. Eat that now. And they went to sleep. The rooster three doors down crowed. Pool jumped out of bed. Come on, Blatt. Come on, come on, come on. It's a great day to be alive. Come on, let's go work in the fields. Pool, honey, I would really like to work in the fields today. Really, I would like to, but I just, I, I don't, I, my back went out. It went out in the night. I don't, I don't think I could possibly work in the fields today. Come on, why? You're still sick? All right, you stay home, but when I come home, I'm not making you my special soup. She picked up her rake, she picked up her hoe, and she went out to work in the fields. But this time, she walked past the trash can. She saw flies buzzing around the trash can. She went over and looked inside, and she saw... Lemonade bottles, corn dog wrappers, chicken bones, candy wrappers, popcorn papers, cotton candy sticks. She saw all that trash pizza bones. She said, 
She decided to step back and hide. That's what she did. She hid. And she watched. She saw Blut jump out of bed. She saw him run next door, and she heard him say, Come on, call everybody. We're gonna have a party. She watched, and she saw roaches come over the windowsill. They came in the back door. They came in the front door. They came in the radiator. And they had food. They had sandwiches and watermelon and spaghetti with sauce and a drink root beer and they had their musical instruments some of them had their guitars some of them had their flutes one of them had ba 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 the trombone and blot began to play the drums ba 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 they were having a great big fun time when pool ran in she started to peck at those roaches but you know roaches are very fast they ran some of them ran out the back door some ran out the front door some ran over the windowsill and some ran out the radiator the last one to run was Poole's own husband, Blatt. She chased him, but she never got him. To this day, if you go to a place where there's a, there's a chicken yard and you see a chicken and that chicken sees a roach, you know that that chicken will try to peck at that roach. And now you know why. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Pinocchio's Tissues. Is your nose running? Catch it with tissues made by one of the world's most famous noses. Lads and lasses, pining after their darlings, can contain every teardrop with these special tissues. And even Mr. Baggins says these are as soft as the handkerchief he left at home. Wave goodbye to your hero from the turret of the castle with these soft squares guaranteed to make your nose feel delightful even when perishing from the plague. Pinocchio's Tissues, truthfully, the best tissues. There is a new review on iTunes for the podcast. Robin601 gives it three stars and says, it sounded as if the storyteller was stuffed up and needed to blow her nose. Thank you for the feedback, Robin601. We will be sure to send a box of Pinocchio's Tissues to all the tellers who are feeling poorly. We appreciate all the reviews as it helps others find and enjoy the podcast. Prince Charming, is it? <laughs> like the artist formerly known as Prince? Mr. Charming burst out. I was the first prince and it was unfair. He stole my name. Ah, and so began an interesting meal. It turns out he'd been married before, and his ex-wives were all he talked about. One of them had serious medical issues and couldn't stay awake. The other started her own cleaning business and didn't have any time for him. And his third ex? Well, she was always out with her seven friends, and he often felt abandoned. The whole dinner he talked about himself, and while the food was wonderful, I was not sure it was worth this man, who obviously needed to see somebody about these women. At the end of the date, he walked me to my car. Well, I had a good time. I'd like to see you again. Oh, good heavens, I thought quickly. How about a quest? If you can find me a wishing well that actually works, I'll go out with you again. I shall do as you ask, if only to see you again. He once again elaborately bowed 
kissed the air and waved me off. So much for true love's kiss. Perhaps I'll try again, since I matched with an interesting fellow with the unusual name Rumple. That can't go too wrong, can it? The second teller for this episode is Pam Farrow. Since 1988, she has earned her living by offering top-quality storytelling performances, workshops, keynotes, and retreats at schools, libraries, churches, theaters, festivals, from Denver to Chicago, from New Orleans and Atlanta to St. Louis and San Francisco, from Sydney to Toronto, from Oxford to Wittenberg to Rome. And today, she has a story for us, an Aesop's classic that she weaves into a tale about wit and wisdom from the elements in The Wind and the Sun. North Wind did not like sun at all. In fact, North Wind loved the coming of winter because as winter approached, Sun, that old spoil sport, would be showing his yellow face in North Wind's neighborhood for shorter and shorter amounts of time. And he'd be traveling further and further off to the south. Now, this would leave North Wind with many hours of darkness to do whatever he pleased. He would sweep and blow across the open plains. He would sweep through the pine branches and over the mountain pants and whip and roar through towns and villages. He would bluster and bustle from the widest of plazas to the narrowest of alleys. (laughs) Any loose roof tiles or cobblestones were toys for North Wind. If anyone had left laundry hanging out to dry on the line, well, it was a plaything for North Wind to do with as he pleased. He almost welcomed Sun's brief appearances each day, because then everyone could see by Sun's clear light just what North Wind had wrought during the night. One day, North Wind was feeling particularly smug. (laughs) Yeah, real full of himself, because that day, well, Sun had barely shown up at all, and when he had, well, he he was further off to the south than Northwind could remember having seen him for a long time. So, Northwind called out to Sun like this. Hey, what's the matter with you? (laughs) How come you don't stick around here in the north anymore, huh? Scared I'll blow you out of the sky. (laughs) Well, you're just yellow. (laughs) You coward. You milksop. You poltroon. You think you're so great just galloping across the sky. You think you're such hot stuff. What what do you say we have ourselves a contest, huh? (laughs) See which one of us has the most power, anyway. Well, now, if North Wind had been looking at Sun just then, instead of looking down on Earth for his next conquest, well, he might have seen Sun flare just a bit more brightly for a moment. But... North Wind only heard Sun's answer, which was 
And what have you in mind for such a contest, brother? Hmm. Ah, you see? You see down there on that road, that horseman riding down that long road. You see him? Oh, oh, maybe you can't see him because you're too far to the south, brother. But son answered, Do you mean the one with the long red cloak on his shoulders? Uh, yeah, that's the one. Well, um... He, um, he, he looks too pleased with that cloak to suit me. Let's see which one of us can make that cloak come off of his shoulders in the shortest amount of time, shall we? Let that be our test of power. And Sun said, Agreed. You may take the first turn, brother, while I tarry here in the south a while longer. And so, North Wind began to move and a blow, stronger and stronger, and soon oh, people were, were chasing their hats down the street in the wind and, and were holding very tightly under the hands of small children so they wouldn't be blown down the street in the wind. Uh, any leaves that were still left on the trees were soon swirling through the air in fantastic designs. All of the animals began looking for shelter from the growing wind. The dogs crawled under porches and went behind barn walls. All of the cows began to moo and to bump nervously against each other. All of the people went into their homes and they shut their doors and windows tightly against the growing force of the wind. Why, even out in the harbor where all the ships were anchored, the waves were whipped to such a height that many of those ships were overturned and sank. But the harder north wind blew, the more tightly that horseman held his red cloak onto his shoulders. After a time, North Wind was spent, and it was Sun's turn, and Sun began to move. And as Sun moved, he drew closer and closer to North Wind's neighborhood. And he sent his warm and gentle rays down to the earth below. And as they touched, wonderful things began to happen. Small green plants began pushing themselves up out of the dark brown earth. Flowers of every color and description appeared everywhere. Insects came out and hummed and buzzed and moved all about. And all those animals, well, <laughs> they all came out of their hiding places and either played or took a nap in the sun, whichever they wanted. The people threw open their doors and windows and they stepped outside in the sunshine and they laughed and talked and worked and played. And the horsemen, well... That horseman, in all of that warm sunshine, he grew hot. And he stopped his horse by a riverbank. He got down off of his horse. He reached up with one hand and he removed that red cloak from his shoulders. And then he took off the rest of his clothes and dove in for a swim. 
So you see, my friends, what North Wind, with all of his power and strength, could not accomplish, Sun achieved with gentleness and warmth. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Priscilla Howe and Pam Farrow on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a prompt from Isabel Hauser. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors on social media and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Maybe you'll hear them here soon. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com and hear me read your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. And Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, and to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.